Is this thing on? Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Voice Podcast, a podcast for students by students. I'm super excited to be doing this podcast with, um, to be hosting this podcast with Drishti. And uh, joining us today are the Innovation Hub team and the Spark team. Um, today, we are going to be discussing about community-based innovations at SLC. Welcome, everyone, and please introduce yourself. Hey, everyone. Uh, my name is Steve Jansen. I'm the creative director of Spark. Um, right now, yeah, definitely working within the Innovation Hub and excited to sort of see what uh, you know, what, what we can, what we can do in this new year, but, uh, yeah, excited to see, uh, a bunch of new faces, hopefully, uh, you know, fingers crossed going to 80% capacity in the, uh, in the new year should be pretty exciting. So, uh, yeah, thank you again for having me. My name is Jaden. I'm in the, uh, BBA program here at, uh, St. Lawrence College. I, I'm also an innovation hub associate as well as the Anactus SLC general manager. And I am thrilled to be on this uh, Essay Voice podcast. My name is Sophie. Currently, I'm a second year student of Advertising Marketing Communications program. And at the same time, I'm marketing coordinator at Spark. And again, yeah, thank you for having me here. Uh, my name is Hector. I am in my last year of uh, graphic design program. Uh, I work here at Spark as a graphic designer, uh, working uh, different projects like with Switchboard, Uruguay, and maybe some familiar names uh, out there. And yeah, I'm really excited uh, to work as part of and to be here in this podcast. Thank you for having us. Yeah, and I'm Gerhard, I'm the project manager at Spark. Uh, with Jaden, I'm currently in my final, the home stretch of the BBA program. Uh, and then along with that, uh, I'm helping Steve and Jaden and provide some firepower in some of the it's like intellectual background on student enterprise, which we talked about on this podcast last week, and I'm super excited to be back. Hi, everyone. I'm Drishti, a co-host to the Student Voice Podcast. I'm a board member for the Student Association Board of Directors and a campus ambassador for Gardney, and uh, I'm looking forward to this podcast. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you, Drishti, Gerhard, Sophia, Jadine. Um, Hector and, and uh, Sophia, yeah, I've mentioned Sophia, and I think Jadin, I've mentioned everyone. Thank you, everyone, for joining us in this podcast. So um, today we are going to discuss um, community-based innovation. So I want to ask, what is um, community-based? What is a community-based innovation? Absolutely, I can kind of take that question. Um, uh, yeah, for 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 us, um, I'm not sure. You know, if uh, I think that a lot of the students and maybe some of your listeners uh, haven't been on campus, uh, you know, in, in, in quite a while, uh, if at all. Uh, we've kind of got some team members and some, some students that we know that kind of have, have you know, kind of taken their, their entire program and, and, you know, done it online. Uh, but uh, yeah, so community-based innovation is based out of the Innovation Hub, which is on the second floor. Um, we're, we're, what we do is, is really try and, uh, basically create an, uh, uh, an environment where, uh, you know, the community can come into the college and the college uh, community, like faculty, staff, and students can engage with them and work to create, um, you know, solutions to community problems, uh, you know, innovate in different ways, um, but mostly kind of like have that, that area where, 
um, that can be a collision zone between community problems and, you know, uh, the, the thinkers of tomorrow kind of thing, as, as we like to sort of refer to students here. But um, yeah, co community-based innovation itself um, is is something that you know it's it's very much what it sounds like. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of what we do really revolves around um, not only kind of us as you know a faculty or, or or staff kind of you know defining problems within a vacuum or within a bubble. Um, we know a lot of problems and problem statements and and really um, you know challenges within the community kind of. Um, they come up organically, right? So I, I think a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of the ways that the college can help to solve problems is to, um, you know, work to bring those, bring those ch challenges and those clients and those, you know, if it's, um, you know, community members who are facing employee, like employment barriers or nonprofit organizations or small businesses that are having challenges in some way, bringing them into a curriculum or into a post-secondary environment um, can really provide a real-world learning scenario for, for a number of the students. So you can see that the value kind of goes both ways. Um, but yeah, that's that's sort of like the, the, I mean, I could talk about it all day, but I think that's sort of the basis of an introduction into what community-based learning is. This is amazing. You know, when I um, when I created an ITES kit for my for communities in unserved communities in Nigeria, I would say it's sort of like a community-based innovation because it will not work in all the environment environments, right? But um, but I didn't even know it was called community-based innovation, right? <laughs> Until I'm just like linking the two right now and understanding where you where uh, where uh, my my innovation like the ITS kits will you know fall into so thank you so much for that so um i'm go just going to ask everybody on the on the table right now to to you know tell us uh, what's one problem it could be community based or not that they would like to solve if you have like money is not your it's not your problem right one problem that you would like to solve so we can just go around and answer like to solve in the innovation hub or or in the community where exactly like anywhere any any problems that that you're passionate about you can start that's a big question <laughs> i love it uh, i think right now with the uh, covid a lot of uh, people are uh, very low on resources uh, right now to adapt uh, to the new reality i think uh, for example, like some businesses are having trouble uh, adapting their, themselves to uh, like websites to sell their stuff or to communicate uh, their product or their idea. Um, and because of that, most businesses right now, uh, not most, but like some are closing, which is uh, very sad. So I think uh, maybe if I had like a lot of money to like give to everyone, that would be it. Uh, it's kind of like uh, helping everyone to that. Uh, Everything just uh, uh, goes to that balance that it used to be before. Uh, yeah, that's my take on it. <laughs> uh, I can I can go next as someone who's who's passionate sustainability. I would take all of because I believe the question was uh, with all the money you can think of or with a lot of money. So I would take that money and invest it into people, into resources around the world with the smartest 
people around and help solve sustainable problems across the world um, and help leave uh, a positive, um, you know, earth for future generations in, in uh, well, the future. So. Cool. cool. So you, you want to create something that um, will sustain the environment for the future, right? That's, mm -hmm. that's what I understand. That is if you, your uh, money is not your problem. Mm -hmm. That's what I would do, yeah. Awesome. I'm getting new insights here. Yeah. Um, Gerhard, do you want to go next? I have so many ideas. I think it's trying to, try to nail one down that I think would have like the highest impact. Um, I don't know. I think like going back to the conversation we had last time, I think, it, you know, money being no object, I'd love to see more post-secondary educations embrace the idea of student enterprise and really have a chance to build that out and, and all the different uh, variations and uh, permutations that it could possibly take just to help help students and particularly young adults have a more practical way of finding what they're passionate about, finding what interests them that can directly lead to a career and not having to maybe go do like an art history degree and find out after graduation they're like oh i this is hard to find a job like i actually need to go do something different um and to have it, to give them the opportunities along the way to not have to make these big costly potential mistakes and find out too late but to do it to learn that upfront so that they can become more productive members of the workforce and have a lot more self-confidence and uh, skills as they enter into the real world so to speak yeah. I can go next. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Sophia. So again, as Guru has said, there's a lot of things that uh, I would love to people pay attention to. And if I've had a chance and I had to choose one, I probably would go with like uh, projects for female and for women, because right now I'm working kind of in Spark with that uh, project and with that program. And I know like deeper what people and what female in particular face with. And I would love uh, to probably bring awareness of the community to what actually females can do and what, how powerful the community is. Yes, I think that's pretty important. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Women, gender, well, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this question. Um, before starting any project, uh, you know, everybody has their own speculations of fear. And my question is to everybody. So you must also be having some kind of fear to start any community-based innovation project. So how did you overcome it? And what advice would you give to students who want to start something new and participate into the community-based innovations? Well, I can answer, especially the last part. So if, if you are a student who wants to engage and create or join into existing projects that help solve community-based problems, uh, Anactus is a perfect platform for that. Um, so a quick spiel on what Anactus is, is Anactus is a part, Anactus SLC in particular is part of an international not-for-profit called Anactus, uh, whose whole job it is, is to basically empower students to solve community-based problems. So it's really the name, it, it's, it's such a perfect fit for the answer to this question is basically it provides funding, it provides a team, it provides a lot of resources to help students yeah, start uh, student enterprises like your heart was saying, uh, solving problems like, uh, like climate change or waste or 
going deeper to that financial literacy or anything that can be a community-based problem is Anactus is that platform to help students go and either, um, you know, join with an existing program or platform that we already have or create a, a brand new one that uh, they would be the project lead of with support of a team uh, across Canada as well as the team here at St. Lawrence. So that's the answer to the end of the question. <laughs> awesome. So I'm just going to like build up on that question. Can you give us an example of any projects that you've worked on that are, you know, community-based? Yeah, I mean, like for, for us, I mean, Spark is, uh, is definitely one of those, one of those uh, programs where every you know, almost every project we work on is one from the community. I think Spark was really um, started as something to to help service, um, you know, faculty members who wanted to get their content into a more digestible form. So I think a lot of video um, sort of emerged from that. And that was kind of the, the original kind of um, platform that Spark played in. Uh, but since then, we've, re we've really expanded into becoming more of that sort of full service um, marketing agency that, that really, um, really brings in partners that are involved with or, or have a communication challenge that they need solved, right? So we went from really just serv servicing like an internal um, client base to an external client base. So there's a lot of different projects that, that have kind of resulted um, from that, that shift. Um, and so, I mean, you name it really, I think like from, through our history, we've worked on a lot of really great projects, um, but some highlights for me that are right now, I can never remember if you say like, give me a list of your projects. I'm like, oh, I, there's too many, I can't remember. Um, but like some that we're working on right now is we're working on a company that's developing um, an entirely new form of water filtration systems that can be easily deployed in like developing countries or or rural areas that don't have access to clean water. Um, that's one of like that's a, a great project that we're working on uh, right now. Um, you know, that's that's one that I can think of off the top of my head. But my team members, you know, they're all working on a number of different projects that I think they can probably share some of the highlights from uh, themselves. I, I don't want to be the one talking the whole time. <laughs> yeah, sure. Anyone can just go ahead and you know let us know um, the projects you're working on that are community based. Uh, I can probably note. Uh, yeah, so right now, as I mentioned, I'm working with um, Your Way program. So this is a program that helps female entrepreneurs to that face barriers and that you will want to open their own business. So uh, as you'll see along with Queen's University, they provide a lot of different uh, classes, uh, culinary entrepreneurship classes, that by the end of the program, female would be able to open their own business and to know how to work in the industry they want to grow in. That I personally think it's a great and awesome program. And that's exactly what our community needs. And yeah, this is just an awesome project and I, I'm happy to be a part of it. Yeah. Absolutely, it is it's an awesome project. Yeah. Uh, I, oh, yeah, sorry. go ahead, go ahead. I can speak a little bit about some of the Anactus projects, both uh, this year and in, in years past. So uh, in October, actually, we just did a Halloween harvest, which solves uh, food insecurity in the community uh, as the problem. And it was a really fun event that we partnered with the SA uh, in every year. Uh, also the CICE program here at St. Lawrence College. 
uh, and Partners in Mission Food Bank, where we collected food and, and uh, um, money donations, which will then be going back to this year, it is all going back to the Student Food Bank, uh, with also another goal of ending kind of stigmas around you know, food banks, um, you know, it does, it's not a bad thing if you need to, to, to take an item for a food bank and, you know, it, it, if anything, it should be encouraged and especially if it is a, a need. So that's a, a really exciting um, recent project. Um, and then the, over the last couple of years, we've been diving into more entrepreneurship of helping launch small businesses in the community um, with other entrepreneurs that, might not have the skill sets to start that. Um, so one in particular is, um, it is called Nisha's World. And it is actually a project that Spark and Anactus collaborated on, uh, which helped this, the, this woman who wanted to start her own uh, hair scarf and accessory um, uh, like business yeah. that gave back some of its uh, profits to women who have lost their hair to cancer. Um, and also providing free uh, hair scarf to them as well as as when you go through that kind of process, one thing that is uh, under uh, not a, not a known issue is the the impact of losing your hair. Um, I know personally, I know that, but <laughs> but, uh, but with with that, we helped launch uh, you know an online website, a branding guide, and helping her establish her own brand and business. Um, so that's another example of the, the range of different pro uh, projects that we can work on. This is like amazing. This is so amazing that I'm I'm blown away by the um, the innovation and the ingenuity um, that I'm 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 hearing right now. So I don't know if uh, okay. I don't know if Trishy has more questions to ask on this, or we can, you know, move on. I just wanted to ask the uh, some of them. Uh, you know, uh, discussed about the projects they're working on. So what things that stood out or surprised them the most while doing these projects? Anything that amazed them? I can, I can go. Um, I think the, the thing that most surprised me about some of the projects and most with, uh, with Purify, with the water filtration systems, is that how as a, a Spark, as a student, uh, um, young professionals can make a big impact and a big difference on, uh, on their product, on their business. Uh, yeah, just that how we can make a, a big difference on, uh, on what on their image or the product. Um, I, that's really encouraging for, for me personally. Uh, yeah, and, and piggybacking off of what Hector said, um, one of the other projects that we have going on the go with in Spark is we're doing um, work with the Ontario East Economic Development Corporation, where we do uh, marketing recommendations around a strategy session for women entrepreneurs across Eastern Ontario. And what it, I've been managing the process, I haven't necessarily been involved in doing the actual work for these uh, women entrepreneurs, but it's been, it's been a great joy to see the students that are working on these projects quickly go from being nervous about okay, now like I'm responsible for providing this business with practical, actionable marketing insights that will have a positive impact for them and very quickly go from being nervous and uncertain and unsure about themselves and their, their skills and abilities to very quickly um, having the self-confidence in their abilities to um, start taking over the whole process uh, and 
really lead throughout the entire thing and um, to see them, not just their, their self-confidence, but also their knowledge and abilities as um, marketers to like to grow and blossom in that situation where it's always changing. No two clients are the same. The, everyone has its own unique curveball that you have to deal with. Um, it's been it's been a great joy to see that. Yeah, and I think from uh, seeing that project as well, like I think it's it's one of the one of the things that kind of highlights why, like why community based learning and 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 Spark and and sort of Enactus are such great areas to engage with is because you kind of see for us it's very much um, building soft skills, right? And so I think one of those you know one of those skills that kind of comes out to the top, um, uh, you know, in Gerhard's scenario uh, that that he was just talking about was you know, that uncertainty and how do you deal with that? And how do you think critically to, you know, take stock of what you have in front of you or, or really assess what the problem is and be able to come up with a solution on, you know, more or less on the fly. Um, and, you know, we kind of say for that it, it is like, you know, how far does the textbook really go? Like you're learning all of these skills and these, these, these formats in, in class, which is all theory-based, which is great. Um, because everything we do really needs to, to have sort of a precedent. But, um, but I think when, when you put the, those skills and all of that knowledge to the test, it's kind of, how do you do that in a way that is kind of um, not so structured or, or just unstructured enough that it leaves, leaves variables? Um, and, and I think like being able to navigate those. And I think it ties into um, one of your early, earlier questions about kind of like, what are some of the fears that, that you've been exposed to or seen? And I know like a barrier to getting started is often, um, you know, being comfortable with the unknown, right? And, and I think a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of the projects that we start, we do see, we do see, you know, team members that are, are apprehensive with just sort of like even getting into a conversation with the client, right? Um, so I think it's, it's exposing, you know, uh, exposing people to that environment um, on, on so many different levels. Um, and letting, you know, as, as we're, we get more comfortable or as our team members get more comfortable um, navigating those, we sort of start to up the ante and give more responsibility and give more, more tasks and more things that, that help them, uh, you know, really build those, those soft skills that they're not quite fully getting in the classroom. And, and if I could say, uh, as the, the leader of Anactus and also uh, been, being part of the Innovation Hub for a few years now is... Uh, an underestimated uh, benefit of doing all these is kind of like Steve said, is seeing the volunteers, the people working on these projects grow as both people, but also in what their capabilities are. I've seen so many volunteers over the last four years that have come and been like, I will never present in my entire life. And then in a year, they'll be like, sitting in front of judges being like, I am doing this and they look like they're doing a TED talk. And it's just yeah. like incredible to see that growth in, in, uh, in students who really put their, you know, they're all into it. Um, so that's a, that's a really, cause there's a lot of fears about jumping into something like this. Exactly. Um, you know, public speaking is a big one. Uh, how do you start a project and talk to everyone? Like, oh, I, can I reach out to this person? That client is kind of intimidating. Like that is a huge, huge barrier and a big fear for a lot of people. Yeah, and I think uh, yeah. Um, like with those skills, uh, like I was talking with Amanda, the other uh, graphic designer, uh, how like before this summer, uh, when it was like my first summer working full time for Spark, uh, before that, like just uh, 
interacting in classes like online, it was uh, kind of like kind of like shy or like uh, not like you know not like no one shows their face in uh, in our classroom. No one really talks, <laughs> speaks. So after this uh, like uh, summer with Spark, um, I really lost like the you know that that I just crossed that barrier. Now I'm just you not know, talking. Uh, like every time in class, I'm not communicating with teachers and uh, class participating more, reaching out even more. So uh, I think, yeah, like Spark helped me cross like a, that big barrier uh, that maybe I wouldn't even be able to cross in a normal classroom setting. Um, so yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, that's amazing. So we've talked about some surprises. We've talked about some great things that, you know, people's or great skills that people can learn in, in doing this project. So I want to talk about um, the failures or challenges you faced um, while, you know, doing this project. So I, I, um, Sophia, please, can you go next? Yeah. yeah, I was just about to ask you if you can go. So the main challenge that I can say that I face here was starting working not only by myself, because like on previous uh, projects, let's say not inspired, I've been working by myself and I know how I work, I know what should I do, but now I have to communicate with the designers, uh, maybe ask some opinions with other designers, I'll talk to other marketing coordinators, and it's getting, for the first time, yeah, it was really tough for me, uh, though I thought, oh, I'm a really good communicator. I can talk to people. No, it's not all about talking to people. It's about finding like the same solution. And I can see, for example, one post in one way, but Amanda, the designer, she's seen an absolutely different way. And I know that she's right, but I'm like, no, I'm right here. I know that's correct. <laughs> so yeah, um, but right now I see the growth and I can see that I'm more comfortable with asking for opinions, with uh knowing my like let's say downsides and what what should I improve so yeah I think that was the main challenge that I kind of overcoming even right now so yes I'm on wait yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah is there any other person who want to share their failures or challenges they faced while doing these uh, projects yeah I, I I can definitely speak to you know over over my last three four years of creating projects. I've had a lot of projects that, you know, I'm super passionate about and it just doesn't work out. Uh, you know, not enough people show up to the event. You know, it doesn't have the same impact, various uh, other reasons. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, that can be really challenging right up first, you know, oh, only three people showed up to this thing. I was expecting, you know, at least 20. Like that can be, uh, you know, hard to take, but the important thing is to reflect on it in a couple of days. I always take a couple of days to then look at why didn't it work? Oh, what was, why did nobody show up? Why did this not work? Um, and it usually comes down to, oh, it's just a slight oversight there, or, you know, it just wasn't what people were wanting. Um, and it's okay that things don't work, especially in this kind of environment, like the innovation of Spark and, and Enactus is like, you're allowed to almost have these mistakes of, you know, if it doesn't quite work, it, you, you can learn from it and, and adapt. And, and as long as you, you know, get it right the next time, or at least better, um, it's always a positive experience. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah go, ahead. go ahead. I think, a, that, I think that iteration um, is like a really big part of, of kind of 
how we evolve, right? And, and so I think a lot of, you know, Gerhard and I talk almost constantly about process and, and how, we can, how we can evolve and how we can make tweaks to, to make it better. And, and I think, you know, a lot of, a lot of that, um, you know, failure, failure is, in, uh, you know, a pretty essential part of that, right? So I think it's, it's kind of, you know, we, we, we like to approach failure as like a necessary part of a process and a, as part of growth. But um, I think the only true failure is like having a failure and not, not recognizing, not recording, not realizing like how you can grow from it. So um, uh, yeah, I would say to me, that's kind of from my perspective, if we're, if we're failing and growing, that's why we're here. If we're failing and not growing, then that's a problem. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah, that's, that's a true failure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Do to, you have to, any questions? Sorry, to, I was just going to add something piggybacking oh. off Steve's, Steve's <laughs> comment was um, not, we've had a couple of failures in terms of doing projects where clients end up not being happy with the result that we, either the result that we deliver or the process. And it's always, it's always a challenge to navigate how to have those hard conversations with the client. Um, if need be, end the relationship. Sometimes, you know, the ideal is always to work to work through it and come out the other side um, on the same page and end up delivering a good result for the client. But, you know, we've had a couple of clients where it has not worked out. And in the end, um, unfortunately, we've had to, you know, cut ties for various reasons. And, um it's good. It it's always tough to be a part of, but it's also good exposure. Like for myself, even having worked in industry, it's always a good. It's always good to go through those experiences and to realize, like, look, sometimes things are not going to go the way you want it, even though you've done everything you possibly can, and sometimes the results are just out of your hands, and that's okay. And like you know, piggybacking off Steve, you know, learn what you can from it, but sometimes things just don't play out the way they are. And that's all right. It doesn't mean you're, you know, you're less of a human being or you're less of a marketer or a graphic designer or any of that. It's just, you know, it's part of what life throws at you. And um, one of the harder lessons that sometimes, you know, students at Spark have had to learn with projects. But at the same time, I think, you know, I know Hector is in with me on one of those projects, I think maybe two, um, but you, we come we come out the other side stronger. So it's always... Um, you know, it's, it's unpleasant, but it's, it's part of life and it's part of, you know, um, it's part of becoming a professional that sometimes things happen and you just have to learn how to roll with it. Yeah. And when, when you, when you lose, you learn. So basically, I mean, mistakes are just part of life, just part of life and, and just for us to grow and learn and just happens for a reason, maybe just the right timing, the right space, the right people, you know, it's absolutely we learn from our mistakes and move on. So and for the opportunity to even make that mistake, it's it's something to learn from because sometimes as we are growing, we 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 don't have the opportunity to make mistakes. I mean, we are banished for our mistakes. We are <laughs> uh, you know, we are reprimanded for our mistakes, right? So, Dristi, do you have any questions? For... No, usually that's all. Okay, so um. I just wanted to, you know, ask um, if I, I want to, I want to, um, Jaden, to answer this question. If um, you've started a lot of, um, you know, um, projects or innovations 
how did you overcome the fear of starting a community-based innovation? I think that's a, that's a tough question. Um, I think it has to stem from uh, great support here. Uh, I've had really great mentors my entire time here. Uh, you know, I, and I think having that kind of support network is important. I've been around a lot of other great students who work with me, who have done things in the past and to get over, over, to overcome those fears of a project not working, it's, it's, a. Uh, it really comes down to that reflection piece and then keep trying. Uh, I, what, what helps me is that I'm driven by passion. And so that passion will never go away for me not wanting to do something. So if something doesn't work, I'm going to look at it as, okay, why didn't that work? How can I also solve this problem? Because if it's a problem, uh, you know, I, I have the innate ability or uh, feeling to want to solve that problem if it's doable within my, within, within my means. So I think it's that kind of passion keeping me grounded and then also that support network of when I run into issues, hey, I don't know how to do this. How do I do this? Hey, do you know how to do this? Oh yeah, I know how to do that. So surrounding yourself with people who are different, you know, diverse in terms of, uh, you know, mindsets, skill sets, and just their experiences is, is an incredible uh, part of being, you know, in this kind of ecosystem, this environment at the Innovation Hub, um, that allows you to recover from kind of quote unquote failures of, you know, maybe a project's not as successful as you would like, but it, it's all about that kind of, how do you respond to it? Absolutely. Thank you so much for that insight. So um, if you need to start, you have passion, you have vision, and you surround yourself with people. That's that's what I, I got from that. So I want to I want to also find out um, students listening to this, how do they start or participate in community-based innovations? How can a student be a part of this? Yeah, for uh, like a lot of uh, a lot of what we do. Um, you know, I, I think Spark being the model that it is, um, we, you know, we often look for students with specific skills. So I think like um, if you're if you're a student who is studying anything in communications, like design or video or or marketing strategy, um, social media, um, any of that kind of stuff. I mean, we we typically hire um, in in around that sort of like February, March, we sort of start looking at, at how we're gonna fill the positions. Um, so with, with Spark, it's, it's definitely in the summer, uh, it's 35 hour a week full-time work um, for about 10 students, depending on kind of like what the projects look like and how, um, how our year is sort of shaping up. And then what we do is in the, in the, uh, in the fall, it, it, we basically take those hours reduce them to 12 hours per student. And the way it works is we'll split those hours up throughout um, your class schedule throughout the fall and winter terms. Um, but yeah, so, so keep an eye. I think the biggest and honestly, the best way to kind of keep in touch uh, or keep, um, you know, in the know of, of like what's happening and how to get involved is follow uh, Innovation Hub. It's Innovation Hub SLC. Um, on, you know, on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, primarily. Um, the, also, you know, Enactus is always posting about 
um, different opportunities and events that where you know where people can engage. Um, Spark social media is is there as well. If there's if there's anything you're missing from, um, and, you know any events that are coming up, but. Um, Really, we're looking at like how do we how do we really ramp up student engagement in uh, you know in, in the winter term that's coming up because really we're you know I think everybody's feeling it we're coming out of this uh, you know sort of year uh, you know that's been kind of really unorthodox compared to what we're all kind of used to um, so so ideally we're going to have sort of a lineup of events that that you know will be happening through January February March and April. Um, in, that are really designed to help help students gain those soft skills, um, but also kind of engage and connect with community, right? Um, so, so yeah, I think follow us, following us on social media um, is kind of the biggest way I think to to sort of keep getting those updates. Um, but as it as it stands right now, um, you know, we're really looking at kind of like ramping up that activity after the holidays. So, yeah, thank you so yeah. And I can speak a little bit more on, on the Innovation Hub and, and also an actus of, you know, like Steve said, following the Innovation Hub is the best way to keep it in, in the loop with what they're doing, with what we're doing here. Um, and then in the new year, always look out for new opportunities. Um, you know, we do hire people at the Innovation Hub, but uh, there's also the chance of bringing in workshops from community members and kind of being that bridge between that. Um, so that's a great way to build soft skills. Um, and then through Enactus, uh, this upcoming week is uh, we're doing a, a hiring campaign for various different positions, uh, marketing manager, HR, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so if you want to kind of keep in the loop with that and apply to, to that, it will be going up on our social media. So it's Enactus SLC. Uh, I believe there's an underscore in between there, but um, and, and that's a great way. Or if you want, you can just email my, myself at jhook05 at student uh, sl.on.ca. <laughs> Whatever that is. Um, Whatever that is. Whatever that is. To get involved as well. But yeah, following us on social media to update with projects and, and, uh, and how to get involved is a good way. Thank you so very much. It's been an amazing time spending time with you guys on this uh, podcast. And uh, we've learned so much from you. And I uh, and, uh, hope to see you guys in future. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Jadine, Sophia, um, Hector, Gehard, Dresti. Thank you, everyone. And uh, I want to tell our viewers, please make sure you follow us on all our social media handles, um, Instagram and Facebook at SA Voice Podcast and um, listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud on The Voice Podcast. Thank you, everyone, and bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. bye.